You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. All right, everybody, welcome to The Crossing. I love Sundays. I love uh, seeing you here. I love seeing you there. Welcome to Sermon Time. Entrusted. Entrusted is really all about the concept of stewardship. And once a year, um, one time a year, we always do a stewardship series. Congratulations, you're here for that. (laughs) Entrusted. And the doctrine of stewardship is really all about teaching that everything belongs to God. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, even you. Stewardship. And the doctrine of stewardship teaches that everything that we have is really been gifted to us or entrusted to us by Almighty God and Lord of all to be used for His glory and His good. Amen? That's what stewardship teaches. Now, this concept of stewardship has been true for all of time. Go back to Genesis chapter 2, gives us the details that God created man, the first man, you remember, Adam. And he created Adam, and with the creation of Adam, God gives Adam a lot of good things. I mean, a lot of perfect things. Think about it. First of all, he gave Adam his life with the expectation, take care of it. Take care of yourself. And then... Uh, God created the Garden of Eden and gave Adam a new home in the Garden of Eden with the expectation to work it and to take care of it. And he gave him a job of naming the animals with the expectation of take care of it, right? And then he gave him food. You can eat from any tree except for that one, right? Food, provided food with the expectation, take care of it. And he gave him One rule, just one rule with the expectation, take care of it. Didn't do too good at that, but take care of that. And eventually gave him a spouse, take care of her. And really we can conclude from Genesis chapter two that the mission for every part of the mission for every man and woman, take care of what God has entrusted you with. Thus the name of our sermon series, Entrusted. Entrusted. Now our text today, the word of the Lord we're going to consider, comes from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Now I would like to encourage you not to look it up. You can go home and look it up and study it, because you're going to want to. But I would encourage you not to look it up uh, because I'm going to read the whole chapter and I just, want you to, I just want you to hear it and just breathe it in. But just to give you a heads up, Deuteronomy chapter 8 is more like, it kind of serves the purpose kind of like one of those big 
orange, flashing, obnoxious road signs that says something like this, special event, you're almost there. But slow down, dangerous curves ahead. You'll see why. Deuteronomy chapter 8, just, just listen, just take this in. This is the word of the Lord. Be careful to follow every command that I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. I want you to remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order that you may know your own heart. Whether or not you'll keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Your clothes did not wear out. In those 40 years, your clothes never wore out. Your feet did not swell during those 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks and streams and deep springs gushing into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates. Oh, I love pomegranates. I don't like shucking them, but I like eating them. You know what I'm saying? Pomegranates and olive oil and honey. I love honey. A land where bread will not be scarce. You will not lack a thing. A land where the rocks are actually iron. And you can dig copper out of the hills. Now, when you have eaten... And are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I'm giving you today. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build your fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow and your silver, silver and gold increase, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, who saved you from slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. Ugh. He brought you water out of a rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. Now you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my own hands 
have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your ancestors, as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God, if you ever forget Him, and follow other gods, and worship them, and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will certainly be destroyed. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word in this place today. Amen? Whoa. Deuteronomy chapter 8 is so full of goodness. I think you ought to be thankful right now there's a service that follows this or we would be here all day. There is so much goodness. We could study this for days, but allow me to simplify. What's happening in Deuteronomy chapter 8 is that the Lord is making very clear what he expects of his children. And can I remind you today that if you're in Jesus Christ, you have been adopted by Almighty God. You are a child of God. In Deuteronomy 8, he's so very clear with what he expects of his children. Now, these first words, Deuteronomy 8, was spoken to and given to his children, the Israelites, who were on the verge of stepping into the promised land. And God was going to bless them with the promised land. And it was going to be a land full of goodness, like crazy. He wanted to bless his children like crazy. But these blessings, this promised land came with some expectations. I want you to know that the expectations God had of his children then are the very expectations that he has for his children now. What are they? What are the expectations the Lord has of his children? Pretty obvious, really, right? They were pretty obvious. But let me clarify, let me point them out. The first one is careful obedience. Did you catch that through there? Verse one you be careful to follow every command. Careful obedience. That came with the expectation of all the goodness he was going to provide. You be careful to obey every command. Careful obedience. Now, when Jesus came on the scene, you'll remember, he said the exact same thing. In fact, somebody in the audience is going to be able to finish this sentence. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. said the exact same thing. If you love me, keep my commandments. In fact, Jesus underscored and kind of said it in a little more harsh way at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. If you remember, he said this, Matthew 7, verse 21, not everyone, and he's speaking to the religious people, the church people, and he said, hey, listen, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Careful obedience. And you need to know that the most consistent message all the way through Scripture, Old Testament, through the Gospels, even the New Testament, the consistent message all the way through is simply this. Careful obedience brings blessing. Obedience to the Word of God brings blessing. Disobedience to the Word of God brings what? Pain. Disobedience brings pain. 
careful obedience. The first expectation the Lord has for his children. The second expectation that the Lord has for his children, I thought was pretty obvious. And I want to call it this humble reverence, humble reverence. In fact, they use the word revere him to revere him reverence. When I'm talking about humble reverence, I want you to know I'm talking really about worship. Our worship of him. You and I bowing to almighty God, you and I bowing, right? To the Lord of all with praise and adoration and thanksgiving and gratitude and awe and wow. Humble reverence. It's when you and I remember his provision and what he's done and his power. And when you and I see his activity, our immediate response is just, thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Wow, God. Expectations he has of his children. Careful obedience, humble reverence. And there's one more that I thought was pretty obvious, Deuteronomy chapter 8. The third expectation he has of his children, intentional remembrance. Did you hear the warnings as I read through there? Don't you forget. Don't you forget about the Lord your God. Don't you forget about these things. Don't you forget. You keep remembering. Remember this. Remember this. Don't you forget. Intentional remembrance. Remembering. Taking the time. One of the most important things you and I could do is just take, take some time every day for, in, for intentional reflection. Personal reflection. In, intentional remembering all that he's done. And all that he, he promises to do. Right? Intentionally remembering. In fact, reflective hindsight Reflective hindsight is usually the clearest way to spot an invisible God. Intentional remembrance. So that's the what. What does he expect? Careful obedience, humble reverence, intentional remembrance. That's the what. But could we give a few more minutes to considering the why? Do you remember when you were a kid and your mom and dad told you to do something? What was your first response? Why? Well, God not only tells us the what, he provides the why. Let's consider the why. Why should we keep these expectations? Well, first of all, living out the expectations of God will actually keep the goodness flowing. It'll keep the goodness flowing. Uh, living out these expectations will keep the blessings coming into our lives. Uh, living out these expectations is going to keep the hashtag blessed life from being ripped from us. It keeps the blessings flowing. Now, there, you cannot read Deuteronomy chapter 8 and not conclude that the Lord really wanted to bless his children like crazy, Right? He, they're on the verge of the promised land and he wanted the promised land for them. He wanted it earlier, but they disobeyed. He, he wanted to bless them like crazy. 
They were on the verge of it. And he's like, hey, I'm about to give you this land. And he described it as being a land of of flowing with milk and honey and pomegranates, right? Goodness galore. And those blessings would continue as long as careful in your obedience. As long as you don't forget him. And so the first reason why we need to be living out these expectations is it allows the the goodness to keep flowing because he he really, he wants to bless his kiddos like crazy. Now, every year we do a stewardship stewardship series and every year I have to sneak in Malachi 3 somehow. Welcome to this Sunday. Malachi chapter 3 is so important. Malachi chapter 3 really is very clear with the what he expects with reverence to our giving. But I don't want you to get caught up on the what today. I mean, you're going to hear it loud and clear and, you know, you knew it all later. Can I get you to listen to the why? God's so good about giving us the why. Malachi chapter 3 says this. My favorite Bible passage with reverence to giving, and I think you'll see why. Malachi 3, the very last prophet of the Old Testament, right before there would be 400 years of silence, God says this, I, the Lord, do not change. Return to me, kiddos. Children, return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mortal man rob God? Yet you're robbing me. You ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You're under curse. Your whole nation is under a curse because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into my storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. Listen, test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing in your life, you will not have room enough to store it. Now the what is pretty clear and you can think about that later. There was a problem. His children were actually stealing from him. His children were not careful in their obedience. His children were not giving as he instructed them to give. And so therefore, they reaped a curse. God couldn't bless them anymore. And they were experiencing curse. But he pleads with them, come back to me. Come back to me. You do what's right and I will bless you like crazy. I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing in your life, you'll not have enough room for it. Yes. We ought to live out these expectations of the Lord because it keeps the blessings and the goodness flowing. A second reason why we ought to be living out these expectations is it's actually going to keep us from self-reliance going to keep us from self-reliance. The text was really clear about that. Uh, It actually said, you will be proud. And here's the problem with prosperity. Here's the problem with receiving and experiencing some success and uh, prosperity. It's called the prosperity dilemma. 
Because here's the problem. When we taste success, we usually get our eyes off the one giving us the success and we start looking around and we start concluding, hmm, look what I did. Wow. Look what I made. Phew. I'm exhausted, but look what I accomplished. And we become so self-reliant. Another reason why he tells us in here is that we need to live out the expectations of God because it'll keep us from becoming arrogant and proud. He actually said, you're going to forget about me and your, your heart's going to turn proud, you know, proud. You're going to actually say to yourself, by my power and the strength of my hands, have I produced this wealth? Why do our hearts always run to pride? Why is that our default setting? Like, if you're not intentional, whoop, right to pride. Oh, the pride of life. But God says, don't you forget about the Lord your God, because it's actually He who gave you the ability to produce wealth. And another reason, one more, why we ought to live out these expectations is because it'll keep us from being destroyed. Do you remember the last verse I read you? Don't you forget the Lord your God. Don't you forget the Lord your God. I tell you what, if you follow other gods, if you worship them, you bow down to them, I swear today you will certainly be destroyed. So, can I suggest we conclude this way? I want to give you today, I want to provide for you today the expectations for this week. I want, to, I want to give you the expectations of this week. In fact, I want to share with you four prayers, simple prayers, four prayers that I want to encourage every one of us to be constantly offering the Lord frequently, every day, multiple times a day, four prayers. Now, these prayers are going to keep you focused on him. These prayers are going to keep you for, from forgetting about him. And these prayers will ultimately keep you from being destroyed. I want to encourage you to write these down. Now, there's a sermon note card in, in the pew in front of you. But if you are like me, I want to encourage you to start a new note page on your uh, phone. So it's okay to get out your phones right now. Open a note page. I would love to encourage you to write these four down. They're that important. Prayer number one. Lord, your will on. Lord, your will on me. Lord, your will on this project. Lord, your will on this assignment. Uh, Lord, your will with this decision, your will on this purchase, your, Lord, your will on this sale, Lord, your will in my life, your, you, Lord, your will on earth as it is in heaven, your will, not mine be done. Amen. What a great prayer. Lord, your will on everything. In my life. Prayer number two. Lord, thank you for. Lord, thank you for. 
Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kiddos. Thank you for my income. Thank you for my job. Thank you for our ministry. Thank you for our church. Thank you for hospitals. Thank you for doctors. Thank you for friends. Thank you for neighbors. Thank you for my Jeep. Lord, thank you, right? Lord, thank you for everything. It's a great prayer. Prayer number three. Lord, help me with. Lord, help me with this decision. Lord, help me with this project. Lord, help me with this work assignment. Lord, help me with my wife's honey-do list. Lord, help me with this message. Lord, help me with my marriage. Lord, help me with raising my kiddos. Lord, help me with my friendship, my relationships. Help me with my neighbors. Lord, help me get along with my sister. Just kidding. Well, I mean, we're good. We're, we're fine. We're... <laughs> Lord, would you help me with everything? Hmm. One more. Lord, be glorified in. Lord, be glorified in my life. Uh, Lord, be glorified in my preaching. Lord, be glorified in my work space. Lord, be glorified in my family. Be glorified in my kiddos. Lord, be glorified in my time management. Lord, be glorified in my budgeting. Lord, be glorified in this next purchase. Lord, be glorified in this next sale. Lord, be glorified in everything I do. You see, these four prayers, often, daily, frequently, these four prayers will keep you focused on him. And I tell you what, these four prayers are going to actually keep you from forgetting about him. And these prayers will actually keep you from being destroyed. This week's expectations. Pray these four prayers like crazy. Because the Lord wants to keep blessing you like crazy. Amen? Lord Jesus, thank you today for your clear word. Heavy, loaded, but so clear. And Lord, we want to pray today your, your will on us, your will on this church, your will in our decisions, your will on our church family, your will on me. And Lord, thank you for, thank you for this church family. Thank you for Sundays together. Thank you for your word, your spirit, salvation. Lord, thank you. Lord, would you help us with your mission? Would you help us with our focus? Would you help us with our ministry? Would you help us with 
loving one another, caring for one another, would you, would you help us with reaching our community? And Lord, we want to pray, be glorified. In ministry at the crossing, be glorified in our relationships with each other. Lord, be glorified in me. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.